0: Hello, folks. It's time for the June-July podcast. And as you can probably tell from the title, I've condensed this podcast to cover those two months. There's been a, a lot going on recently, and um, I thought it'd be better just to do a little podcast covering those two months and then hopefully can get back to a slightly more normal format of just a monthly podcast uh, with the August podcast and then September podcast etc etc. So it's just been that busy with work and getting things sorted out and uh I've been sorting out workstations and all sorts of things. So I thought keep it simple for this recording, but I will be making up for it with three bonus podcasts which are coming soon and I'll mention something about that later. First of all we'll do a bit of housekeeping. As usual, um the websites had a few problems recently to do with win uh windows updates uh WordPress updates and it's working okay now it's just gone through a bit of a turbulent time sometimes that happens with WordPress uh, everything updates, and something just throws a spanner in the work somewhere, so that's all been sorted out hopefully, and there won't be any more issues but um the site seems to be working great at the moment and i hope to be making some more updates to that about the photo book progress and things like that that i'll probably mention in august podcast september podcast something like that um the last podcast that was added uh and i would certainly recommend you have a listen because I'm quite pleased with the way that it came out, was the Mull of Galloway location podcast, which were all added together. And I think has a runtime of about 15 minutes. Um, It finishes with the Mull of Galloway lighthouse foghorn, which sounds fantastic. And I really want to do some more work like that. I really want to do some more recordings out and about, hopefully in October, be able to do another recording towards the end of september at least beginning of october i'm hoping to be able to do a recording don't know where um not sure about the when either but around that time so check out the mull of galloway recording because i was rather pleased with the way it went it was just a nice simple recording outside while taking pictures and just talking about what's happening around me um i Like I say, I just really enjoyed that. So, oh, the three podcasts. Nearly forgot. The three podcasts are going to be celebrating the 10th anniversary of the release of the Sea, Sky, Sand and Street photo book that came out in August 2011. And the idea is is to release three podcasts probably over um, august september something like that where i take several images there's going to be a total of six and the first podcast is going to deal with one the second podcast is going to talk about two and the third podcast will yeah you've guessed it talk about three So I thought it'd be a nice way of celebrating the book. It is quite an important uh, thing for me. I've talked about it a lot previously, and I want to talk about the images rather than the project itself. Uh, There's plenty of text. uh, There's web pages that are dedicated to that on the website. So if you want to find out how the project came about... um, how it's related to the Norfolk project. Uh, There's plenty of information on the website and the galleries are there as well. Uh, You can even take a look at buying the book as well if you're interested, which would be very much appreciated if you do take a look. But I thought it'd be just a nice way of just... me picking out some of my favourite images and just talking about how they were taken and where they were taken and uh, just reminiscing a bit so that's the plan for the next the the next podcast that will be coming out will be the first of that trilogy and then hopefully the rest will i'll probably try and get the next one out for the end of august beginning of september something like that and then the, the the final one will be middle of september end of september time so over probably about a six week period roughly from uh, when this podcast gets uploaded so that's everything that's going to be coming very soon so i might as well finish off the podcast as usual with some photo links i'm going to keep it fairly simple again here i'm just going to mention um well i'm going to mention four i think now the first one is pretty quick it's the atlantic photo and it's 24 images from the 21 stages of this year's Tour de France. It's something I always usually mention in the podcast links. I am quite a fan of the Tour de France, although this year, sadly, because you know there was plenty on and distractions and things, I didn't actually get to see very much of it on the TV. But uh, it's always great to have a look through the photos, and they generally give a good idea of what the tour was like this year so that is the first link there's photographs by all sorts of photographers in there covering all sorts of stages in the events in the mountains uh sprints all sorts of things so have a look at that that's from the atlantic photo the next one i'm going to mention is rather a sad story this is danish sadiki um This was rather a strange one because I actually retweeted from Reuters the night before he died. Um, They'd highlighted some of his some of his work. So if you go to my photo stream, you'll notice that there's actually three images, uh, three posts. Sorry. The first one was July the 14th and the next one was July the 16th. Um, And there's two. Retweets there from the Reuters July the 14th um, yeah it seems very odd the only other time that I've ever done that was where when Tim Hetherington was uh, tweeting from Libya and a couple of days later you know he was killed so it's happened before and it it always kind of throws you because it's it's quite a strange thing But we'll get on about the photography. So the July the 14th is basically a gallery from the Reuters news agency. And this is Afghan commandos. Just get rid of the. Cookie alerts. Afghan commandos battle Taliban insurgents. And it's just a series of amazing combat images from you know the the fight that was taking place and is still taking place at the moment it's very much a, a story that's in the news at the moment and uh yeah basically it's it's very up close and personal combat photography that's what it is and it's just a shame that it eventually yeah he... <sighs> Photographers sometimes, you know, they put themselves in into danger and sometimes it doesn't work out for them. And, and this is, you know, what happened with... Uh, this is what happened with Danish Siddiqui. So, the second one um, is after he was killed and basically is just talking about... The photographer and his work with Reuters is a very nice portrait of Danish. And there's also some links as well. So it's well worth having a look there just to get some. The problem is with a lot of photographers um, is they don't sort of get the publicity. I mean, it's understandable. Most of them probably wouldn't want it. but They don't kind of get the, the credit that they deserve until after something's happened to them. And this is sort of like a typical case of that, really, and then the third and final link is from this Reuters set is just a great gallery of his work gathered together with a nice bit of text about him and uh just talking about his work and discussing you know his career and there's some absolutely amazing photos in there so i would certainly recommend you have a look at that i mean it's such a tragedy when such a talented photographer gets killed and it just goes to show how dangerous war zones still are for all of the body armor for all of the being embedded with troops and things things can still go incredibly wrong and sadly this is what happened at this um, point so Check out those great photos from um Danish just blow you away really i I would actually say that you know he was on par with someone like Tim Hetherington for getting to the nitty gritty of combat, making it that getting that chaos um it's something that I think a lot of people forget. they always think you know that it's there's a lot that you can do to sort of keep on top of things and uh it's not always the case it's very very confusing is a battlefield um i only experienced a small very 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 small element of that on a military exercise But one of the things that came out from it was I was more confused than I ever want to be. And the fact that they were just firing blanks at that point rather than live ammunition. If it had been live ammunition bullets whizzing around, it would have been truly terrifying as well. So um, I always think back, uh, like I say, that exercise, it was probably only, you know, 0.5 of a percent of the intensity of what you get when it's the real thing but um it certainly did give me a hint of what it's like to all of a sudden be going along and then a firefight breaks out um it's yeah it's chaotic so the final link that i'm going to mention is from another one from the atlantic photo um and this is scenes from california's sugar fire this is dated from july the 12th and basically it's a lot of images of the terrible fires and there's there's been quite a few of them there's also been um that's california's fires but also there's another link that i will add in the bonus link which is the fires in the canadian town uh in british columbia which strangely enough, actually, my sister drove through a couple of years ago. She just so happened to mention um, there was a store on fire at um, one of the some of the footage that I was watching, some of the TV footage, and uh, she'd actually been in that store. So you know, it's amazing how close to home sometimes these things get. But it's just amazing the the conditions, you know, that firefighters are operating in. It's, how these fires they seem as though they're occurring more often i don't know whether that's true or whether it just they've just been reported better or whatever it is but there's two great pieces of you know news photography by reuters and um, associated press is the other one noah burger for associated press and it's the intensity of those fires is just unbelievable. It's, in some ways, it's sort of going from Danish's, Danish's uh, combat photography to another sort of combat photography with the, the fire photos. So um, check those out as well. So that's it. I will be back very soon, like I say, with the first podcast to do with celebrating those photographs from Sea Sky, Sand and Street. It doesn't seem like 10 years since that book was put together and released, but it is. Um, You know, it's just amazing to think it's 10 years, but I'm certainly very proud of that project and it's going to be great just to talk about those images. So that will be coming very soon. Take care, everybody, and I will see you all very soon, probably, like I say, within the next couple of weeks with another recording. So take care and uh, see you soon.